you know when you aren't sure about something and it's on your mind all the time and perhaps you've had a question with English and you've never really clarified the answer or maybe somebody's explained it to you before but you're still not 100% sure if it's right or not. Of course, if you're not 100% sure, it means that you're not going to want to use that word or you're going to hesitate a lot when you use that word, which isn't great. And often, once you've clarified a couple of things, you're like, ah, okay, I get it. And you don't need to worry or hesitate about it anymore. In today's episode, I'm going to be doing another Ask Anna episode where I look at some really common questions that people ask me all the time from my clients and also the questions that you send me as well. And we're going to have a look at three today. The first one is, what does it mean when people say, though, at the end of a sentence? Like, I want to ask you a question, though. Or I can't go to the meeting, though. I'm going to give you a clear answer that you can take away. And it's actually much simpler than you think. The second thing is, how can you ask somebody to repeat something if they haven't pronounced it very well without causing any offense? And finally, what vocabulary could you use to set boundaries with your boss if you're feeling overwhelmed or overworked? Lots of great questions there, so we shall crack on. Hello and welcome to Confident Business English with Anna. I've designed this podcast especially for you if you are an international professional, but you lack confidence communicating in English in some area, but you want to work really hard to improve. If you find the episodes really beneficial and you feel like you learn a lot from them, I think you're really going to love my weekly newsletter called Communicate Confidently. If you want to sign up and join nearly 3,000 people that also get this newsletter every single week, all you have to do is go to the link in the description box of this episode on whatever podcast platform you're listening to, click the link and sign up. All right, let's start with the first question. What does it mean when people put though at the end of the sentence. I want to ask you though. I need to know though. I don't have time though. I'm not going to be able to come to the meeting though. What does it mean? The first thing that you need to know is that it's actually really not that difficult to understand. The problem is that you see though and you think, ah, okay, right, it's even though. Because though, although, even though are basically all the same thing. It's just even though has a slightly stronger contrast. So let's say that although, though, and even though are the same thing. But then you think, well, well, that doesn't work, though. Because in the sentence, I want to ask you a question, though. Well, that's not the same as even though, is it? And you're absolutely right. It's not the same. However... What it basically means when we put though at the end of the sentence, it is basically like a contrastor, but just not giving a full sentence afterwards. It's like saying, I want to ask you a question, however. I need to know, however. I don't have time, however. Or maybe a good way to think about it is, it's as if we were starting the sentence with however. So it could be, However, I want to ask you a question. However, I need to know. 
So we could substitute however there, but it wouldn't sound very natural. That's the problem because in spoken English a lot, what we do is instead we put that though at the end of the sentence. In a way, that little word though at the end of the sentence says so much because in a way we're almost encapsulating a whole sentence in one word because we could say, for example... I want to ask you a question, though. Maybe it's at the end of a presentation and there's a Q&A or whatever. And you say, thanks for the presentation, but I want to ask you a question, though. We could say that in another way. And we could say, thanks for the presentation. Even though you gave me a lot of information, I want to ask you a question. So you can see how that sentence we could then express with just, I want to ask you a question though. So in a way, that one word is like a substitute for almost a whole sentence. It's really, really common in spoken English, and I'm sure you will have heard it if you speak with English speakers. Another thing to to add though is that it doesn't really add much It is a contraster, so it is trying to contrast something. But if you've got the main part of the sentence, it doesn't really matter because it doesn't change the meaning. Let's take the sentence, I want to ask you a question, though. Well, the meaning is I want to ask you a question. So we've got that. You don't really need the though. It doesn't really add or change the meaning in any way. Equal if you say, I don't have time. I don't have time, though. We know that they're saying, I don't have time. Do you see what I mean? It doesn't change the meaning of that sentence. You know, if you understand the first part of that sentence, you've understood the sentence. What they're just doing is adding a nuance there of, even though I finished my work for today, I don't have time. But rather than expressing it in that whole sentence, they'll just say, I I just don't have time though. So that one word substitutes a whole sentence and it's super common in spoken English. I hope that clarifies for you. I think you can probably see it it, it doesn't really actually complicate it that much. If you can understand the first part of the sentence, you're you're fine. Moving on, Alex sent me in a question. Thank you so much, Alex. And you asked me to talk about how to ask somebody to repeat a question with improved pronunciation or to rephrase the question without causing any offence to the person who originally asked it. I think this is a really good question and certainly if you have to work with a lot of people from different countries with different accents and different ways of speaking you're probably going to come up against a situation where you find somebody difficult to understand for whatever reason. Because let's be honest, it's a little bit of a lottery. You can't control how other people speak. Some people speak clearly. Some people don't, regardless of the accent or regardless of what language they speak. Some people sort of mumble like this and it's quite difficult to understand them because they don't really open their mouth when they talk. And it's like, can you just open your mouth a little bit more? And then I would be able to understand you. Some people talk way too fast. Maybe you're one of them. I actually find that a lot of Spanish speakers speak very fast because Spanish is a faster language. I think one of the best tips about speaking better in another language is about slowing down. 
If you feel you speak too fast, I would really encourage you to train yourself to try to slow down a little bit. We don't want to be too slow because then everybody's going to fall asleep. But also we don't want to speak too fast because if we speak too fast, then nobody's going to follow. And if I spoke like this on the podcast, then nobody would listen because nobody would be able to understand me. Oof, my goodness. (laughs) Breathe. As I said before, you can't control how other people speak. So this type of situation that Alex is describing could come up. So what do we do to approach it in a sensitive way, as you said, Alex, and and not offend the other person? I'm going to throw in the classic questions to ask people to do something, which are, could you and would you mind? Could you rephrase the question? I, I don't quite understand it as it is now. I'm really sorry, but I don't understand the word you used. Was it? You could use paraphrasing as well. That could be a good option too. Sorry, do you mean? And then you could pronounce the word you think it is. Sorry, do you mean statistics, for example? And then they can say, oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Or, oh, no, sorry, I meant something else. Correct me if I'm wrong, but are you saying that... Could you slow down a little bit, please? It's, it's a little bit hard to follow you. I think that's maybe a little bit more neutral than sort of saying, I can't understand you. Your, your pronunciation is really hard to understand. Perhaps if their pronunciation is hard to understand because they're speaking too fast, maybe you could ask them to slow down a little bit. Would you mind repeating that for me? I, I didn't hear it. I didn't catch it. Basically, what I'm doing is giving you some options to skirt around the issue without going to the point and telling them that they haven't pronounced something very well. Right, let's finish off with a question from Dimitri. And Dimitri, you sent me a question and you said, I'm really curious about how to properly set the boundaries. If your boss's if you're bosks, oh my goodness, that was a that was a that was a hybrid between boss boss and ask. My goodness, if your boss asks you to do something that you actually don't want to do, or if they are giving you a lot of pressure, I think that's a great topic, Dimitri, and one which I'm sure that you can probably relate to at some point or another. Maybe not with this boss, but maybe a previous boss that you'd have. I'm not going to give you advice on how to manage that situation because that's not what my expertise is in. But what I am going to give you is some phrases to describe being under pressure and being overworked that you could use to then tell your boss. We often use in this sort of situation the verb feel. I feel like. I feel like you're putting a lot of pressure on me. I feel like you're asking me to do things which are outside my remit. My remit is just my responsibilities. A lot of people don't know that word, but we use it quite a lot, actually, definitely in British English. I feel like I'm always playing catch up and I can't keep up. I feel like you're moving the goalposts. There's that one from the expression a couple of weeks ago. I feel that this is not appropriate. I feel that this is not sustainable in the long term. I feel that this is outside my responsibilities. 
I don't feel that it's appropriate or necessary to call me after 9pm when I'm at home. I'm sure maybe you've had that situation. Finally, if we want to talk about feeling overworked, it could be, I'm completely overloaded. I'm snowed under. I'm at my limit. There's quite a few different ways that we could say that with I'm. But you can see there that we a lot of the sentences we're going to start with, I feel like, I feel that, or I don't feel that. So that's a little sentence starter for you. And those examples that I've talked about there, I'll put those in the newsletter and you can you can copy and paste them, Dimitri, if you want, or use them in, in your next meeting. But it is a difficult situation that you have with a boss and, and how to navigate that well. But those are some common things that we would say in terms of vocabulary. Right, we will wrap that one up today. If you have a question and you're like, oh, I really have a doubt or something that's always on my mind that I'm not really sure, you can write to me and tell me what it is and I might include it on an episode just like I have today with Alex and Dimitri's suggestion. Go to the link in the description box of this episode and click the link and it will take you to a form where you can write down your question. I read all of the questions and suggestions and maybe I'll include it on the podcast. As always, I'll put some examples in the newsletter, some extra bits and bobs as well. And I hope you found that episode useful and interesting with some different things that we covered today on some different topics. And I look forward to speaking to you next week. Thanks so much. Bye for now.